Service your existing car with us right now. And it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! What a weekend of football. Kicked off Saturday at noon. Rangers winning 2-1 at Livingston. Hearts 2, Ross County 1, Kilmarnock and Dundee United, Kelly back in the big time 1-1, Hibs winning at St Johnson, and then on Sunday, Motherwell 1-0 at St Mirren. Remember here, we broke it first on Friday that the manager had gone, but they got the victory, and then Celtic 2, Aberdeen 0. Is that an argument for goal of the season already from Jota? What do you think? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. As Conor Goldson slams criticism of John Souter on his debut and lauds him as an unbelievable signing. Barry Ferguson, back from holiday. Good to see you, Barry. Yeah, great to be back. Um, great that the season started at the, the weekend. I think we've been waiting um, a bit of time for it. But some good performances, some good goals. Um, so, yep, ready to go again. Mark, three nights last week and you're back tonight. It's been quite a weekend uh, for Celtic off to the winning start. Not the goals that the manager was looking for. But still, it was three points, Paul. And at, at this stage of the season, that's all you want, particularly with Rangers winning um, on Saturday. It was important for Celtic uh, to do the same. 2-0 um, probably flatters Aberdeen a little bit. I thought it was a comprehensive victory and a very good uh, performance. But certainly the manager already demanding more and better from his players. Some of the other headlines then at the weekend. Calvin Bassey, Barry, sent off in his debut at Ajax. Not the start he would have wanted. Yeah, listen, pretty similar but we're probably going to talk about about John Souter. He's not got off to the, the, the best start, but listen, it's way too early. Listen, Calvin Bassey showed what a, a top player he was. Certainly, the last half of the season, last um, last season, and look, I, I'm sure he'll be suspended for a game or two, but he'll come back and he'll be a, a great signing for Ajax. And let's hope Rangers don't miss him too much as they go into the game tomorrow. Can you believe it, Barry? They're into European action tomorrow night in Belgium against Union SG. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a tough one, Paul. Listen, the first half wasn't great, but the most important thing for Rangers was to get off to a winning start, and they certainly done that. Second half was a lot better. Um, look. People will say Rangers were poor, but you've got to give Livingston credit. I thought Livingston defended really well um, in the first half. But obviously, Gio made a change at half-time. Tillman came on, who was very, very impressive. Mm. And then that double change with Scott Arfield um, coming on um, made a difference. He scored straight away then, James Tavernier, I think 90 seconds later. So it was important for Rangers to go off to that winning start. And that takes them into the game tomorrow night, which is going to be a tough one in Belgium. Yep, for taking a few phone calls. Always. Mark as well, ready for oh, it. Yep. A few of the talking points at the weekend. Cholak, the offside goal, should it have stood? Livy, should they have had a goal as well? Um, as well as that first goal that did stand. And Celtic, was that a penalty shout with Hatati? Three cards already this first opening weekend in the Scottish Premiership. It's been quite a weekend. 0808 17 17 700. Ange Postacoglu demanding a higher standard from his Celtic players. Uh, Jota 
Is it going to be? I mean, it's too early to say goal of the season, but it was a terrific goal from the Portuguese star. And we'll be previewing Rangers in action tomorrow. Barry, we're also going to get your prediction. Who's going to win the title and who might go down? Um, because not many people saw that happening that Motherwell during the programme and Friday, quite dramatic, wasn't it, Mark? Quarter past five, the breaking yeah. news. It was, yeah. You know, Graham Alexander, the first casualty. I, mean, I think there's been a, you know, a bit of a narrative. Graham Alexander, Callum Davidson... Stephen Robinson, you know, Lee Johnson, you know, those guys are under the microscope for various reasons. Graham Alexander, away, the timing's strange, but then when you hear the conversation that's taken place, Graham Alexander initiated it with a hierarchy at Fur Park and, and they came to a, a mutual um, decision. Who's going to take over um, there? Then you look at Motherwell going to Paisley yesterday, Paul, and beating St Mirren, you know, not, not the start that Stephen Robinson wanted either. Ironically enough, Stephen Robinson linked with going back to Fur Park as manager. It's uh, I think there's a few coming and going still to come over the next two or three weeks. Motherwell fans, what do you think? What's going to happen? And is there? We're almost on manager watch already, Barry, aren't we? Because yeah, I know it seems crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. First of um, all, but having been honest with you, no disrespect to the the the, the Irish league in, in Sligo, mm. um, who deserve to go through. Mm. I, I watched both games, and they thoroughly deserve to beat Motherwell. But a club like Motherwell should be. Playing in the Premier League, finishing fifth, albeit they're not they only won three games uh, since Christmas. But you you would expect Motherwell to, to beat Sligo, um, and obviously they've made a decision. Um, and as Mark's just said, there they've went to a, a difficult place in Paisley and and got off to a, a great start, beating St. Man one 0 Tell me you didn't watch it on holiday, did you? I did, did watch you put it. Your wife through the, yeah. just, it was that's on in a bar, me. wasn't it? It was on in a bar. You yeah, that, that's just me. Listen, when I, I had a wee glance when I was yeah. walking past a bar and I, I seen it on, so why not go in and, and watch it? Listen, I, I like watching all sorts yeah, of football. Of and also, yeah. listen, model in Europe. Absolutely. Yeah. You want to see Scottish clubs do well, but listen, I, I watched the game and Sligo with the better team. They certainly were. So that's it. One manager down. I wonder what the situation will be. Uh, in a few months' time, it takes time to settle down, but that wasn't the case. I mean, I think Graham Alexander did say, no, we need to go. This isn't going to happen. I thought Andy Walker had a great point on Sky at the weekend when he said, why didn't they make this decision earlier? And they could have had, you know, the spring into the summer to yeah, get his, I, his team, I, I, the new manager. But I think with that, Paul, that's with the benefit of hindsight. You know, you because, think, yeah. yeah, well, why would you not give Graham Alexander the chance to get his team mm. into European um, group stage competition football now? Graham Alexander wanted to beat Sligo, the Motherwell fans, the hierarchy, everybody. It didn't work out. Um, but, you know, what I would say is, was, had they delayed it any longer, then I would say, well, wait a minute. But at least now, they've, they've been decisive as in, it's not happened. You're out. They've come to a mutual decision. You're out. It now gives the new guy 31, depending on how quickly they're pointing, but 31 days of the rest of the window to go and try and shape it as he, as he wants it to be. But... Um, no, I think saying, oh, they should have built to Graham Alexander sooner. Well, to be honest, why? That, imagine Motherwell had sacked them before he gets a chance to play them in European football after guiding them there. But, there'd been an outcry. But the fans weren't giving him any time at all. No, and, and if you lose to Sligo, I get that, mm, Paul. Yeah. Especially on the back of five wins in 2022. I mean, you think about it, five wins in 2022 and you still qualify for Europe. It shows how bammy our league is. It was last know? season, wasn't yeah. it? Let's hear from the top two managers. Giovanni van Bronckhurst takes his Rangers to Belgium today for the game tomorrow night. After the 2-1 win, Saturday lunchtime. Barry, you were at the game, weren't you? Yep, yeah, I was I was but there. Yep. You were at the match. Uh, here's what your old colleague felt about the game. Well, in the end, uh, of course, really happy with, uh, with the 
points. The start of the game wasn't uh, wasn't good from our side. You know, we didn't look sharp with the goal against us, so that um, you know took us out of the game. We didn't play our normal game the first half, especially when we had the ball, not taking the right position, not attacking the right zones in the right moments. And um, second half we did much better and uh, created a lot of chances to score. Uh, in the end, happy with the, with the two goals we scored because it means we have uh, three final points uh, first game of the season. Huge start for Rangers to get the points. 24 hours later, Celtic 2-0 against Aberdeen. But the manager wasn't entirely happy. You know, you can be patient, but you know, if the chances are there, you take them as well, you know, and, and then the game changes. So, and I thought they were good chances. And I thought we were a bit wasteful at times with our decision-making in front of goal. And, uh, you know, it's an area, obviously, we know we score goals. We've got goal scorers, you know, right throughout the team. But I just felt today we just lacked a little bit of, you know, decisiveness in front of the goal. Demanding the highest standards. We'll talk about that in a moment or two. Barry, what about uh, Rangers? Right, John Souter has been controversial. A lot of people saying he's getting too much criticism on his debut for Rangers. What do you feel? Yeah, I feel, listen, it's far too early. A bit of patience needed that. That's his first start domestically for Rangers. Look, if you ask John Souter, he never had the best of games but I honestly believe in time John Souter will be a very good signing for Rangers um, and it's going to be tough like, he'll be seeing all this written about him people speaking about him but one thing about John Souter is he's mentally tough look at the injuries he's come back from and I've no doubt at 25 year old give the boy a bit of time and he will be a right good signing for Rangers on a free transfer John Souter if he was into the, the final year of his contract or two year, you'd be talking at least a couple of million pounds for John Souter. Um, so I've no doubt in my mind, look, he'd an off day like every footballer has. He will come good for Rangers, I've no doubt about that. You sometimes say, you always say it's difficult, sometimes making the step up to Rangers can be yeah, very difficult. Yeah, it'll take him a bit of time. He, look, he missed a bit of pre-season as well. He's not played every single pre-season game. Listen, he was up against a, a centre-forward in Nubley who was very, very impressive in the first 45 minutes. He gave Souter and Golston a, a, a tough time, no doubt about that. And and listen, both of them had a, a tough afternoon. Um, but as I said, I think it's been far too early to judge John Souter. I think give him a bit of time and then you will see a proper centre-back. Mark, if John Souter is listening, he'll take a mm. lot from that from a legendary Rangers captain. Yeah, I mean, Barry knows what it's like to to wear the jersey and, and the level of expectation that comes with it one thing that's not well there's two things that are not in doubt his ability mm. he is a top defender his mentality as Barry says you look at what he's had to come back not once not twice but probably three times in the space of seven or eight years um, from when he was a kid at the United what I would say in defence of John Suter and this is something that is going to be down to the manager John Suter's playing out of position first and foremost he's not a left sided centre half so that's not his natural position it's his debut on a difficult pitch he's playing me a new partner and I'm not saying you'll be allowed to get away with that every week you won't but you know you're probably thinking with a bit again with the benefit of hindsight was John Suter primarily brought in by Rangers on a Bosman thinking they're going to lose Conor Goldson mm. so he's brought in there probably first and foremost thinking he's going to be a right sided centre half because chances are we're going to lose Conor Goldson turns out Conor Goldson says which is brilliant you're now left with, with, with John Suter what do you do with him so in order to get the best out of John Souter playing with Conor Goldson, there's no point in putting Conor Goldson in left centre half because you're taking away the best right centre defender at the club. That's you maybe really need to look closely at a back three mm-hmm. where you have Souter or Goldson as your main man and the other one on the right mm-hmm. and you find your left-sided guy. Now, whether whether that's um, 
Barisic, Lunds, whoever it may be. Yeah. I don't know. You know, whoever Yale match, yeah. whoever it's, that's that's going to be. Otherwise, you might be creating a wee bit of a prop because you're you're playing a guy that's not in his naturally best position. So that's something that that needs to be looked at over the piece. Newbury was brilliant. I mean, I think yeah, Suter didn't look great, but also give the Livingston centre forward yeah. uh, credit. He's well, turned yeah. them brilliantly. And by the way, what a finish! Sure. You know, it starts, but the the free kick. I can see why Gio would have been absolute livid. Barisic has got to go and meet that yeah. that ball. And you could see when Newbury scored the goal, Tavernier and Golson straight away, bang, having a pop at him. Yeah. Look, the second phase, Rangers have got to defend better, but it's a free header for the Livingston uh, fullback. Um, but in terms of Mark makes a good point he's been in terms of Suter he has been used to playing the right side uh, but I think all good players can adapt mm-hmm. I think just give him a wee bit of time you think he will have a wee bit of patience with him and I think in time he will be a very good Rangers centre back it was some of the old guard wasn't it that rescued it for Rangers in the shape yeah. of Scott Arfield and remember that some people you know he was hardly mentioned wasn't he over the spring and summer and yet there he is again but he comes what, on I mean, for me, Scott Arfield could play in the starting eleven, but if you've got a player who has ability on the bench, um, what an impact player he is. Um, and he come on, and it's a great header. Good ball yeah. in. Um, great header for, for Scott Arfield, and obviously Tavernier um, coming up. I mean, uh, we, we spoke, well, I don't know how many times we've spoken about that guy's numbers. Yeah. Again, getting off to a, a flying start with a, a great free kick. Can the goalkeeper do a bit better? But Mart's been a former goalkeeper, I think. He kind 100% of edges. I've yep. got to save that but the yeah, defence to be honest yep. uh, from Shamal George any level you're playing the Premiership that's a shocker mm-hmm. from the goalkeeper an absolute shocker you, listen decent free kick from Tavernier I mean, we've seen him hitting proper mm-hmm. worldies that the goalkeeper's not getting anywhere near except that but that one there but it's the old adage as well with something like that as long as you hit the target you've got a chance so just mm-hmm. make sure it's in target but if you're the Levy goalkeeper you'd be, and anybody connected to Levy absolutely raging at losing that goal Turning point for Rangers the substitutions and what about Tillman then we heard a lot about him Barry what did you make of his performance yeah, I've watched a lot of him on as a lot yeah. of people would do on, yep. on YouTube and I think I, I've said this a couple of times what struck me he's very much like Loftus-Cheek at Chelsea um, he reminds me a lot of him but he came on and I've got to be honest with you especially on that surface it was dry you're up against a stuffy stuffy team in Livingston who get right in your face quality was jumping out of him. Um, he looked a real quality player. And I think Rangers have got um, a top player in their hands. 20 years of age, coming for Bayern Munich as well. Brilliant ground in there, playing with top, top players. He looked a top player and it'd be interesting to see what happens with him going forward. I mean, that, that area of the what's Rangers his best position? But where, what's his best he position? Played in number 10. Right position. in the 10. Yep. Mm. Picks up great wee areas. Um, difficult for the, the central midfielders to pick up and then one of the ones did the centre-back go in and, and take him very clever on a half-turn awareness around about him um, oh, I was I was very impressed by him All the papers today are talking about uh, VAR watch now you know if VAR was there what would have been different at the weekend I'll throw a couple at you Cholak the goal that was offside what do you think Barry you were there be hard to call yeah, again, I, I feel so. Yeah. Var's the not linesman. in yet, and I feel yeah. for the linesman, sure. the, the referee. It's a tough one to call. I mean, if Var's yeah. in, it's a goal. But listen, you can't. Sure. I, I thought Gio's interview after the game is perfect. Mm. Why speak about it? It's not in. They've made a decision. Is it a right decision? No, it wasn't. But you just got on with it. Here's GVB speaking. Well, I mean, it's you know, 
I mean, the, the, the ref is, you know, he makes his decision, you know, if he counts the goal or not, you know, it's, it's his decision. Of course, with VAR, you, you, he will have the help. So, you know, I can't complain about that. It, I think there was a, one a tackle, maybe the second yellow. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's all in the game. Where, you know, you have to accept um, the decisions of the, of the referee and, 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 and the linesman and, and, and play on. And, uh, you know, we had to concentrate on our game because uh, we had to dig deep to, uh, to win today. 2-1 for Rangers we could talk about uh, I, I like that yeah. he, he's yeah. no moaning about it he's just fair. go on mate yeah. yep. and that's he, the way he's, he's always been isn't he? he's yeah. very fair that I, way. I like that way but in terms of the, the two tackles yeah. the Livingston boy mm. listen David Martindale straight away after Welcome. that second day, he sent the boy <laughs> out for a warm up yeah. straight away within a minute or two um, and that tells you everything doesn't it yeah, yeah, look, yeah. He, he knew the next one <laughs> um, he, he was off so Davies obviously identified that as quickly as possible <laughs> and made the changes quickly as possible. Let's hear a bit more from Ange Postacoglu then, looking at some of the players that caught the imagination at the weekend, Tillman, especially for Rangers. And for Celtic, that goal from Jota, but uh, he wasn't without criticism from his manager. Yeah, good goal. Uh, you know, he's obviously got that in his locker where he's, you know, he can take people on. And, um, yeah, again, he's one of the ones. I thought he started brightly, but then I thought, you know, he was probably one of the main culprits as to, you know, while we fell away a bit uh, just for half time, just being wasteful in possession and uh, you know I've said to all the boys that you know you, you can have lofty ambitions but ultimately you've got to be at your best all the time you know um, you can't be at 90-95% and uh, you know achieve what we want to achieve so um, but as I said they addressed that in the second half and I thought he was particularly better in the second half you're both smiling at that one you come <laughs> off and you think oh Gaffer you happy with me <laughs> I mean that, yeah. that phrase he was one of the main culprits you know you think God, you know, how do you please you're that not guy get away much. the demands no. no you're not no. and actually I know you're looking at it different. I'm, I'm watching the game on the on the telly yesterday, uh, and he looked uh, great. And uh, and his goal, you know, liked his interview before it. You're just seeing a bit of his personality, which is always nice um, too. But you know, the goal was good. He was um, the the main man, the guy who really impressed me. And I, and I think he could actually, in terms of transfer value and and importance to Celtic, emerges our most important player this season, even ahead of Kyogo and different guys. And Jota is Matt O'Reilly. I think he, yeah. and I'm, I'm I'm starting to really get it yeah. now. Why there was I'm not saying Postecoglou wasn't he bothered about losing Rodic, but you now look at O'Reilly, who's had that six months bedding in. Albeit he made a fantastic impact right away. O'Reilly looks to me as if he could emerge as a multi-million pound talent. I mean proper. Um, and then Jota, but the other thing that maybe concerned me, Paul is like again Hitati, really good, brilliant, but seem to kind of. Lose his energy again, mm -hmm. like he put yep. so much into the first 55, 60 minutes. Um, Kyogo as well, and I know they've got Jackie Marcus to come up, but I think that's something that, you know, that, that would be the manager would be thinking about as well. Just like, how do they preserve the energy levels mm -hmm. a wee bit more? Known? I don't know, Barry, like they, mm -hmm. and not unless he's just told that you just go and bat it for an hour, then you're, you're, you're coming off. I'm, that, I'm not sure. You know. away, watching the game, I mean, when they lost the ball yesterday. That's the thing that jumped out at me, man. The bird like straight at it. Maeda. Yeah, the, the energy levels and but O'Reilly. I listic on the builder as they call him. I, I watched yeah, the forty you know towers. Do you know what? Just watching it, he's very, very elegant uh -huh. on the ball. Um, and to me, he looked if he shredded a wee bit as well. Mm -hmm. uh, that that would probably one thing that he, I think you've got to be fit to play under Posta Cog. Yeah. The, the modern day game, you've got to be an athlete. Um, and that was one thing that you could maybe say about O'Reilly maybe he needed to get a bit more fatter mm. but I, I, can't, I, I can't disagree with Mark I, I think 
his touches on the ball. I, I just think at times left-footed players look better. Uh, but you think? Yeah, because it's the fewer. But you can see why Rogic wasn't mm-hmm. kept. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we signed him for MK Dons, he's very similar to Rogic. That kind of yeah. elegant. He drifts. He floats across the the, the pitch. Um, he's got an eye for a pass. Mm-hmm. He can score a goal. He, he has got. He's got it all. Got everything. Yeah. And obviously there have been reports that Leicester City fancy him. Mark, could you see that happening? There's a day, we've got four weeks left well, of, just the, of the transfer window. Newcastle have, yeah. have stepped in 50 million now. So. 50, is it? Oh, it was 40 yesterday, 50 <laughs> million. Wow. Yeah. My <laughs> goodness. Yeah. All right, we're going to take yeah. a quick break and then we're back. Mark Guidi, Barry Ferguson is back and then we're also going to check your predictions from Friday and also Michael. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Yep, we've teamed up with our friends at Clyde Built Home Improvements, giving you the chance to win £250 every Friday here on the Go Radio Football Show. All you have to do is predict the weekend Scottish Premiership results. So, as you probably know, on Friday, Michael was on the show. His predictions didn't quite pan out, so we're rolling over this extra £150 into this weekend's games. That means you could get £100 for just coming on on Friday and a £300 jackpot this time next week if you get all... Six results, correct. All you need is home. Win, lose or draw. We don't need the actual score lines. Register online now at thisisgo.co.uk for your chance to join us predicting the scores this Friday. Barry, you'll do your score lines this coming Friday? Yep. yep. And your prediction for the title will come in a moment or two. Everyone's standing by to find out who's Barry going to go for. Rangers or Rangers (laughs) Reserves? (laughs) Rangers B team? That's coming up in a moment or two. Yeah. Oh, Rangers yeah. B team. Oh, they won the league as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they had a good start of the weekend, <laughs> yeah, didn't they? We'll come to that in a moment or two. Uh. Stealing your thunder. Also, we're going to be speaking about James Madison, a £50 million oh. offer in from Newcastle in the context of could it be Matt O'Reilly? Celtic fans would hate to hear that. And look, we don't know what's going to happen. But Michael at the weekend, he predicted he didn't get them all right. He got two of them right. He predicted Hearts to win and he predicted Celtic to win. He thought Livy and Rangers would draw. Mark, yourself, you got a couple right as well on Friday. Uh, I, took, yeah. I took Rangers to win 1-0, I think. I took Celtic to win 2-0. I took Killing and United to draw. I got St. Johnston Hibs wrong and I got Hearts Ross County wrong. St. Mun, mm. Motherwell, I can't remember. Yeah. I think I took Motherwell to win. I'll tell you who you got for that I one. I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's not about me, it's about, it's about the contestants, about the listener. You went 2-1 for St. Mirren. So, ah, you did? Oh, yeah. 2-1 St. Mirren. It's tough. But he's it's a nice buddy. He's got to go. Of course, the former man. goalkeeper. So listen, you can register. This is go.co.uk and it could be you this coming Friday. Mark Guidi, Barry Ferguson. Um, we'll speak again to, well, we'll hear from Ange Postacoglu in a moment or two. But here is uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst after the Rangers 2-1 win. Well, in the end, uh, of course, really happy with, uh, with the points. The start of the game wasn't, uh, wasn't good from our side. You know, we didn't look sharp with the goal against us. So that, um, you know, took us out of the game. We didn't play our normal game the first half, especially when we had the ball not taking the right position, not attacking the right zones in the right moments. And um, second half, we did much better and uh, created a lot of chances to score. Uh, in the end, happy with, uh, with the two goals we scored because it means we have uh, three final points uh, first game of the season. Big Rangers fan is on. Craig, welcome to the new season. How are you doing, guys? It's uh, yep. good to have the football back. Good, it um, certainly is. How are you doing? How are, uh, you, are you happy about Saturday or how happy were you? 
listen, I'm happy with the result, and I think the first day of the season, especially, you know, playing away to Livingston, I don't think that's the tie you'd have handpicked to start the season where you know what you're going to get there, you know it's not going to be a, a classic in any stretch. They are a highly defensive team, they set out to frustrate you, and we made the, the Cardinal sin. We gave them something to hold on to straight away. Mm-hmm. We gave them that early goal. And as soon as you do that against teams like Livingston, it happened to us last season when we uh, lost our first game against Dundee United, the first one we'd lost in a while. It was a similar thing. As soon as you give that kind of team a lead, they're going to sit back and defend. They're going to make it difficult. And the quality wasn't there from us in the first half. But I thought the second half was better. I think, look, I, I had a discussion there about, of course, the Cholak goal. VAR wouldn't come in and decide it. So I can, I can forgive Don Robertson for that. What I can't forgive, and I don't know if the guys would agree with me here, Kankar should have been sent off. He was on a booking. He tripped Scott Wright. Now, if he had made a genuine attempt to go for the ball, I'd be saying, right, OK, fine, he gets a final warning. But he didn't make any attempt to get the ball. And that's why I don't understand why the fourth official standing there with the fact Don Robertson's in a good position. Why OK, Barry was there. What would you say on that? The, the, the second, yep. the, yeah, the second tackle. Yeah, it, it was a red card, yep. but obviously the, the referees made a decision, that, and that's why David Martindale's acted so quickly because mm-hmm. he knew, he knew the next one probably the referees thinking to yourself, mm, by the way, I, I, I maybe I've made the wrong decision. So the next um, person that player touches, he's, he's off he's the off. pitch. Yep. Yeah, but it should have been a, a, a sending off. Um, no doubt about it. It was late, very late, in fact. Um, and a bit rash after having a booking just before it as well um, sometimes you've got to listen take it easy for 5 or 10 minutes and as soon as I made that tackle to be fair where I was I was sitting um, I looked straight down at the, the Livingston dugout and David Martindale was, was going mental because um, he was obviously thinking to himself I don't want to go down to 10 men after yep. being one nothing up but listen the referees made the decision um, and you just need to go on with it. Yeah. Mm. Craig, There's nothing you can do about it sure. when referees make decisions. Mm. Craig, what about Scott Arfield? I see David Martindale jokingly said he should be banned from Livingston. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Scott Arfield is a terrific, um, has been a terrific player for us and I think it's a good thing for us to, to keep him because he does provide that, you know, he came on, I think him and Tillman, I think were the two that really made the difference when they come on off the bench. And that run he made, you know, there was balls going into the box all afternoon um, and most of them weren't finding anybody. Um, but he made that run in and he made it his own. It's a t- I mean, people talk about Tavernier's free kick. I think Arfield's head was better because yeah. to run in and flip that on the way he did, it's, it's a magnificent goal. And it was crucial because you want to start the season off in the right fashion and, and getting a win at a tough place like Livingston, I think, I think does that. I think there's obviously some things that need to be you know, ironed out. I think Suter is going to have to up his game. But then... I think with Ben Davies coming in, that might give him even more uh, impetus to do that because they're going to basically directly be competing with each other. Because I think the rest, you know, Goldson certainly isn't going to be getting dropped anytime soon. So yeah. it will be between those two. Um, so that was probably the only downside was John Suter. Um, and to be fair, Barisic is not blameless in the first goal either. But other than that, it's three points on the board. I mean, you get up the road and if you'd have won the game 1 0, you still get the three points, so at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Barry, I see Ryan Kent picked up a, a knock at the weekend. I'm just looking to see ahead of the game tomorrow. Yeah, it, it didn't yeah. look much. I think it was just a kick. I think um, he'll be fine. But in terms of Scott Arfield, he's got that knack. Yeah. 
that late run into the box defenders hate that and deep lying midfielders when you're playing against somebody like that like Scott Arfield he's, he just, he's an experienced player he's a top player Scott Arfield and when Rangers made the decision to give him a, an extra year's contract I was absolutely delighted whether he's going to start or no every game I, I doubt it but to have a player of that quality coming off the bench and, and when you look at both Rangers and Celtic you look at their benches so strong aren't there's they? game yep. changers mm -hmm. there's guys that can come on and make it even stronger and that's what you want and if you want to have a successful team you've got to have competition for places I think that's the point that Peter Grant was making on Wednesday night you know the starting 11s obviously are important for, for both but the strength on the bench you know particularly we, we, we know for sure whether Rangers are in Champions League or Europa League but they're going to be in Europe so between now and the, the middle of November before we pack up for the World Cup it's week to week mm -hmm. you know it's mm -hmm. Saturday, Tuesday or Sunday, Thursday whatever it's going to be and you've got the League Cup in there as well so you're going to need all these guys you're going to have times like it's not going to go to plan and it's going to be frustrating you're going to have to look to your bench and that's what I liked about Giovanni Van Bronckhurst on Saturday as well uh, Paul was just that he's so calm <laughs> I just think in any situation he's calm he's measured it's the same with Postacoglu but you see him and he identifies he looks at his bench has a chat with his staff and says boom and boom they'll get on Tillman and Arfield let's get them on let's mix it up a wee bit as Barry said Tillman comes on and all of a sudden he's, he's posing tactical questions to the Livingston guys who's going to come out and who's going to go with him who's going to sit and you're, you're pulling them around so with that, that's what I really liked about Van Bronckhorst because you know sometimes you would see him out. Oh God, it's the opening day of the season. We're one down. We're against Liverpool. Oh, what do we do? But there's such a calmness there, and there's an authority, and that you know emanates itself onto the pitch um, as well. And likewise, 24 hours later, Celtic win convincingly. Probably could and should have been more. Though Aberdeen a golden chance to make it one each. You should at least have hit the target. And then you get Postecoglou identifying two or three players and saying main culprits. He said, yeah, we've won. If you want to win the league again, we want to have a, a pop at this Champions League and stay in European football after Christmas. That's no good enough. And you think, what a season we're in for. Craig, will we now get Barry's prediction for this season? We've just said about two really strong squads, Celtic, mm -hmm. the defending champions. I don't think there's anything between the two of them. I think, um, look, I'm, I'm not trying to um, get away from giving you an answer I will give you an answer I think it's going to come down to the old firm games I honestly do believe with the strength of the squads I've got of like Rangers the first half pedestrian Geo makes a change I think that will happen with Celtic if they go away to tough places like Tynecastle and, and, and Livy or whatever it's going to come down to the four old firm games and who is going to come out on top of those four yeah, games I've got then? To say my former club but I, I do believe I do believe Rangers are strong and I just like the, the especially in the forward area he's got a lot of choices similar to what Celtic have got as well and there, there is absolute nothing between the, the squads you said nothing. a month ago Morellas would re-sign yep. hasn't happened yet but and I think Kent will yeah. re-sign as well I think both of them will re-sign Craig yeah I think I, I'd like both of them to re-sign I actually think I agree in the most part with Barry Senior obviously it would come as no shock that I think Rangers could win the league but I think a lot is going to come down to whether we get into the Champions League. I really do, because I think if Celtic are playing Wednesday, Saturday, and we're playing Thursday, Sunday, and we're constantly having to play catch-up, and it's just constant pressure time and time again, I think that can become very taxing very quickly. Um, and so that's that's a concern. 
Barry, would you agree with that? If you're no, 24 I, I, hours later? No, that's what I'm saying. I'm looking at the squad. I mean, look, you had Lundstrom and Kamara playing in there. You've got Ryan Jackson at the bench, who's probably sure. one of Rangers' best players when he's been fit. Uh, uh, and you've got so much choice you've got Arfield sitting on the bench you've got Tillman sitting on the bench Matonda's not even on the bench um, Davies is no, no Davis start, is yeah. not even stripped you've got Alan McGregor on the bench yep. Morales to so, come back Davies yeah. is no stripped yep. and you look at the, the flip side that you look at Celtic the same you look at the strength of their bench look who they bring off they bring the three Japanese guys off who were excellent for him last year. And look at the quality of the... David Turnbull, on. for example. Yeah, David Turnbull, Turnbull Abada, and yeah. Jack Amakis. Yeah. But yep. I think and also as well, for, for Rangers in terms of Craig's point, yeah, I get you, you want to be in the Champions League and you probably don't want, you want to avoid the Thursday-Sunday scenario. I get that, Craig. But also as well, for the Champions League, that will allow the manager the chance to go and bring in one or two if he thinks he really needs them. So you've got a week because you've banked that 30, 35 million. All of a sudden, the manager can say to the board, listen, here's one or two guys that have probably been on the radar. We didn't want to commit because we don't know financially where we're going to be. Probably be a, you know, a big outlay and, and they've already spent big money this summer, albeit they've brought a lot of money in too. But that would allow Giovanni and Ross Wilson seven days to go and say, let's go and have a wee tickle. Do you know what? We're there now. I've got the Champions League. We're going to go toe-to-toe with Celtic. We've got an old firm game at Parkhead next week. Let's go and bring in A and B. Let's go and really push the boat out now to go and go. Now, if you don't get into the Champions League, you're not doing that. But that will allow the they manager have to the chance the to Champions wander League. his eye. They have to get into the Champions League because I think Celtic will still strengthen. Yeah, I think I Celtic will go out and bring at least two players in. And he keeps um, saying, and it, and I agree, he? if yep. Rangers are going to get into the Champions League, I have no doubt in my mind the Rangers board will give Gio the money and the, the backing to go and bring in another couple of players. Here is the manager speaking about the Champions League. I, I played many times in Champions League. Final, I coached uh, in Champions League, so I know the competition is, is very tough. In one of the strongest, uh, maybe the strongest uh, club competition in the world. So to be involved in that competition would be, uh, would be you know, fantastic for us. You know, we have four games to uh, realize that. You know, tomorrow's the first game out of, out of two. Yeah, you know, it's a big opportunity for us. We do our best and uh, try everything to uh, overcome uh, first union. And then after, uh, you know, we see we have to play. Some great uh, after-match comments there from the manager with Sky Sports. What do you make about Champions League? He knows all about it, so do you, Barry. Yeah, this will be a what a season. Yeah, got, I mean, this is going to be a, a tough one for, for Rangers in, in Tuesday night and they need to be at it. Um, certainly the second half against Livingston the, there was a, a major improvement um, but they need to be better than that because they're coming up against a decent team Mark because the danger is it comes so early and yeah. at first you, you know everyone was saying yeah Union SG we don't know that much but you know how it works in Belgium they came out top it uh-huh. was just in the playoffs that they missed out yeah so essentially they are, they are the, the, the champions um, Giovanni and his staff will have them well scouted Paul the players will be will be drilled They'll have their info. I think it's like anything else with it being early in the season. Um, you just want, you know, to avoid defeat tomorrow night. You know, if you, if you can get a nil-nil, not a one-one, no, the way goals don't count anymore. And for Union, they'll just be thinking any kind of victory. Mm-hmm. Let's just take any kind of victory uh, to Glasgow. But um, you just don't want to lose the game if you can. You're then getting them back into the Ibrox next Tuesday night. 50,000 supporters there. You know, as long as there's not a, a major deficit to, to overcome, you would fancy Rangers to go and uh, get the job done at, at Ibrox next yeah, Tuesday. Make sure you come back for Belgium still in the tie. Yeah. That, that's the most important thing. 
Craig, you'd agree? Oh, totally, 100%. I think you've got to do that because we've seen last season um, on that run what Ibrox can do to the team, even in games where we've came back with a deficit. Um, so, if you go there, you know, brilliant. If you can get a win, that would be a, an absolute bonus. But And final point, who was your man of the match on Saturday? Uh, I mean, it wasn't it a Rangers player? That's sure. <laughs> no, I see the papers give it to mainly Big uh, Nubly, who uh, scored he one. He scored, so. Yeah, I, I was yeah. very impressed. That's the first time I've seen him live. Mm-hmm. You've obviously you watch yeah. him on TV, but what a handful! I mean, had a brilliant first half of the season at Arbroath, um, and I was interested to see how he done. And he's a player. He's a player. See those pitches, Barry? The plastic pitches. Do you not think Kilmarnock as well? We should. We need to get the proper grass surely in our top league do you not think so yeah, yeah. I agree. yeah. absolutely yeah but I think in the top league it's got to be grass yeah mm. yeah it should be it should be part of the regulation you, you can't get in it used to be that way Paul mm. remember it was a, oh, okay probably helped bankrupt a lot of your clubs you know the, the, the 10,000 minimum and I know it was with the best of intentions but certainly for our top flight football um, we've got to have grass at every ground the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Thanks Chris, the Go Radio Football Show Monday to Friday this time tomorrow night we'll be in the company of John Hartson and Craig Moore and you would have seen Barry that uh, you're, he was Henry Larson talked about Craig the other week uh, in an interview about one of the toughest players he ever played against he said he could try and kick me all over the park but I'll tell you what he said he never complained when I gave him it back yeah I'm, I'm not surprised I've, I say that to a lot of people um, Oz was a, a proper mm. centre back tough um, but could also play the game um, and I, I'm not surprised with the, the comments with, with, with Henrik I think I don't know if you've there's a brilliant photo where the one at Ibrooks near the dugouts he slides oh, yeah. and he yeah. takes and yeah. I think Henry I think he goes over the the, the, the kind of billboards that were at the side yeah. he just jumps up and gets on with it but that's Brilliant. the type of player that Henrik was yeah. and I'm sure. not surprised that Henrik obviously would have gave Big Oz a few back and yeah. listen that was what it was like back then Absolutely. You know I mean as, as I said to you before the game and after the game the respect was there but during the game <laughs> that went right out the window well we've got Moore and Hartson tomorrow night Look, not Larson but it'll be great to see Big John as well one of the best in the bit they both are aren't they Mark, yeah, we've got a brilliant team it's great to have them great. who's Big John yeah. going for, for the uh, league well, well, oh, Ed, well he said it was he, he told Rob the other night really hard to call but Celtic reserves he went for no he went for Celtic so, I think it's going and, to be really tight but just Celtic right. be 18 points <laughs> and Kenny Miller did the same routine Rob was taking them what do you think and Kenny did the same thing but oh. and he went for Rangers so Peter Grant said I'm going to surprise you went for Celtic Mark uh, well you can tell us again shortly let's go on the line to somebody who was at the game yesterday Celtic winning 2-0 against Aberdeen first here's the manager's post-match reaction to Sky yeah not too bad uh, I thought we started the game really well uh, first sort of half hour we were you know, really in control and aggressive uh, Yeah, I thought we got a bit slack towards the end of the first half and yeah we our passing got a bit lax and, and we weren't sort of as aggressive in, in our press and then uh, I thought second half how we addressed that yeah overall decent performance thought we were wasteful in front of goal or we could have been a bit more clinical on the line now welcome to the new season Jamie is on hi Jamie alright Paul alright Barry alright Mark hi Jamie how are you doing Jamie yeah, good did you enjoy it yesterday what did you make of the Celtic win see the reason before before I start, Paul, can I have a wee somber moment? We lost our dad a couple of months oh. ago. We're very sorry oh. to hear, Jamie. 
very um, sorry to hear that. You'd be thinking um, about him. To be fair, yeah. I'm hard, I'm hard because he used, he used to go and park you with me a lot, you know. Uh, you must have so, felt it especially yesterday, Jamie. And we are I sorry. To, we're sorry to hear. I, I was in floods yesterday. Uh, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. You know what I mean? But football is such a huge thing, isn't it, Barry? And families, and you know, it's passed down, and you follow your team. You know, and your your family, your brother played at Rangers, uh, and Jamie's his dad took him there to see Celtic, and it's the lifeblood yeah, here I'm in Scotland. Listen, sad time for obviously Jamie. He's just mentioned there going with his old man, yeah. um, and it must have been hard for him. But listen, I'm sure his dad would have wanted wanted him to go and, and watch his his team. No doubt about that. And it'd been tears of joy, Jamie, when you saw that uh, goal from Jota. Great ball through from Turnbull and then the Portuguese wizard. Yes, it was absolutely, it was brilliant yesterday. I was a bit disappointed though with the chances we missed yesterday. I think we could have won the game a lot more comfortable and we did. Obviously, I'm happy with the three points. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I thought we could have won the game slightly more comfortable. Barry, you make a great point though about the early season. Yeah, but... uh, in early season, it used to take me three or four games before you get right up. I mean, you can have four, five, six pre-season games, but it does take you three or four to, to get right up to that 100%. But when I was watching the game, that that is one thing that did strike me with Celtic. They, they tried to walk the ball into the net a right few times yesterday. And listen, you can't, you can't disagree with Postacoglu. He, he's saying they were, they were wasteful. Sometimes you've just got to take a pop for 20 yards or 18 yards. I just felt at times yesterday Celtic were trying to score the perfect goal um, and listen I have a think they, they scored or they had a pop it goal a few more times it could have been a, a different scoreline but I never felt at any stage watching the game that Celtic were going to be um, under the cosh or, or, or lose the game um, sometimes they switched off because I just thought they had so much possession of the ball that's what happens as well but that is still I mean we're talking but we're into the first game of the season here I think once you get into three four games deep then you'll start to see the the sharpness get right up to peak form. Mark Chikamakis came close when he came on. Mm. You like the look of him? I mean, he was joint yeah. top scorer last season. Yeah, I, I do like Chikamakis. I think, you know, when you look at some of his finishes, he's, he's a quality finisher. I would say he's every bit as good a finisher as Kyogre. I know Kyogre's got that special kind of movement, but Chikamakis is, and I have to say, I like the look of Cholak as well. Something about him, you know, 1.8 million already. I thought that very much looks to be money well spent. Um, in that area of the pitch uh, for Rangers but I think with Celtic on the other hand you've got to give credit to Aberdeen you know Jim Goodwin's that's a brand new team for them you know eight or nine new players new goalkeeper new captain Um, so for them Jim you know probably deep down was thinking feeling the worst and after having such a good league cup no one to go there and get spanked four or five so they've kept it together they penetrated now and again but um, Joe Hart's had a safety mate at the end as well Um, so over the piece for Celtic it was good. I think Barry knows whether you're Rangers and you're not the champions and you're opening up away from home or you are the champions and you're unfurling the flag. It's always an awkward day. Mm-hmm. You just want to get that out the road. So you look at it, and I know Jamie's having a wee bit of a go and understand why, but you look at it, 2 0, clean sheet. I don't know if they're top of the league or whatever it is, but it's the three yeah. points um, in the bag, no injuries. Stephen Welsh and Carter Vickers getting a game under a belt. Welsh opening um, the score and the chance to give Moy his, his debut yeah. different things like so a lot of positives on? yeah look yeah. Paul you know for, for a free transfer yeah. 
it's a no-brainer. Mm. You know, we're talking about John Suter free transfer. It's a no-brainer. So you get a chance to bring in Aaron Moy like that fine do I see him um, taking over from McGregor or Hitati or anybody like that no, no. but you need backup because yeah. you know between now and the middle of November to the World Cup Celtic will play you know close to 25 games so you know you're, you're going to need a big squad but we all say that so Moy will certainly do well for them no problem Jimmy can we ask you a question your team is top of the table Celtic on the three points goal difference of two then it's Hearts Rangers Hibs Motherwell um on one goal difference so game one Barry reckons it's going to come to the four games Rangers Celtic Celtic Rangers what do you think is it going to be that tight well there's every possibility you could come that way Paul obviously I think we've got a slight, a slight advantage I think because the first game's at home so hopefully we'll be able to take advantage here obviously Rangers come back on Saturday come back with a few points for his party would be happy about obviously and shock around he went for Rangers It's going to get down to the wire Jamie who are you going for the league Jamie? <laughs> well obviously I think we'll just edge it because I think we've got a bit of firepower but I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be tight obviously Barry uh, but obviously Obviously, it's just a shocker really, that you went for Rangers and slid Peter Grant gone for selling. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jamie, listen, your dad would be proud see, of you. See the three games <laughs> a week. See, think about, like, yeah. obviously, it's going to be tough on them. That, when I look at both squads, and I'll, I'll go back to I, mm. I keep looking at both benches. And I looked at Rangers on Saturday, and you're minus another three or four players who could easily play. And I look at the, the Celtic mm. bench, I looked at the substitutions... They, they made I think they can freshen it up and they'll still be really strong Jamie Jamie that's the comment of the first hour of the Shockerini well done thanks very much for calling us Jamie <laughs> all the best enjoy the season Shockerini he's going for Celtic Mark you said it. you also think it's going to be really tight yeah. but you reckon Celtic just being the champs at the moment right now if they pick a winner um, I'd go for I'd go for Celtic Barry, it's going to be so close, isn't it? I know. Too strong. I need to ask you. The only thing that makes Ori Potter everybody says it's going to be so close. I'm thinking, God, is somebody going to go and win it by 12, 13 points? I genuinely mm, can't see I it. I can't see that. But it, it does look as though, and, 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 or, and you know, if Rangers do get into Champions League, that just gives them that extra wee bit of power to go and do something in the last week of the window. Celtic, no. They've got the money sitting there if they want to go and use it, and I'm sure they will. But for Rangers, what a chance that gives them again just to go that extra yard. Were you disappointed Alan McGregor didn't play on Saturday? I was surprised. Because mm-hmm. the manager surprised. said, you know, we'll, we'll see you on Saturday, I'll play yeah. my strongest yeah, team. Yeah, when I was on holiday, like you're looking on the internet and a lot of people are saying, who will start the game? For me, personally, it comes down to who's the, the best goalkeeper. Now, John McLaughlin's a, a, a goalkeeper that I do rate. I, I do think he's a very good goalkeeper, but if you ask me who's the best out of two of them, Alan McGregor, for me, but and the manager go on gone, about yeah. uh, three games a week. He wouldn't have signed on if he couldn't do that, Alan McGregor. Do you think he knew? Has he come as the number two no. for this season? No, I, I, I think if you ask Alan McGregor, he'd want to play. Mark, former keeper, were you yeah, surprised? I, yeah, I was. Yeah, yep. I mean, I said all last week. I, you know, I, I was very surprised. Nothing against John McLaughlin. I just thought, you know, um, uh, Alan McGregor would be there. You know, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst said in his interview with, with Sky Sports last week that we played. Uh, here that um, you know basically whoever starts on Saturday 
would start on Tuesday they'd be the man in possession so he's assessed it uh, over the season he also said as well he would he would take into account the, the views of the goalkeeping coach Colin Stewart um, which is also the case but would I completely rule out Alan McGregor starting tomorrow night no I, I, I wouldn't but right. I do think that McGregor's um, uh, McLaughlin's in the man in possession I want to ask you a question do you think it's a position that you can change all the time no because I think if I think back to the Malmo game Ibrox, and if anybody wants to look it back and quickly look it up on, on YouTube, if you look at the goals that Rangers conceded, there was one in particular that I thought McGregor and his rhythm would have saved. But he didn't play every game. Remember the chopped and chain? Yeah, I think there might be a bit of protection for Alan with a back injury or whatever. But I thought if he was in a full rhythm playing every game, he'd have, I'm not saying it was a, a, a glaring error one of the goals, but I just thought I'm expecting Alan McGregor to save it. And if he'd have saved it, it would have been a world day. But that's the kind of thing that I was expecting him to do and I just thought mm, that night massive game he just wasn't quite on I think it's a position you've got to be consistently yeah. yeah Rangers fans what do you think 08 08 17 17 700 quick break for the news then we're back Barry Ferguson Paul Cooney Mark Guidi The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com your local friendly experts for new and used cars Let's go, go. Service your existing car with us right now. And it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available. So book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes motability and fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. So in hour two, Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi, Paul Cooney. Loads of your calls coming in as well. About some of the controversy at the weekend, but really there was nothing too surprising, was there, Barry, really? On Sunday, the weekend finished with Celtic winning 2-0 against Aberdeen, Welsh and Jota. Motherwell getting a one-goal win at St Mirren. The penalty from Van Veen. Uh, Lamy was uh, red carded in 82 minutes on Saturday working back Hibs winning 1-0 at St Johnson Murray Davidson was sent off there probably should have been two yellows rather than two red cards there Josh Campbell getting the goal right at the end and that, that's always a really tough one for the losing manager Kelly went a goal down to Dundee United it was Dylan Levitt good signing from Man United had been on loan last season and then Ashley Taylor right at the end equalising for the newly promoted Kilmarnock Ross County they came back with their Jordan White goal with 11 minutes to go but it was Alan Forrest new signing from Livingston and Barry Mackay getting the goals for Hearts they were third as we know last season and the weekend kicked off at 12 at Livingston Barry you were there in the sunshine Livy surprising everyone in four minutes Nibley getting that goal but then Scott Arfield and James Tavernier 2-1 to Rangers and Rangers in action tomorrow night against Union SG we'll speak to the Rangers manager in a moment or two Barry Mark at the weekend though down south it's wall to wall about England and the Lionesses winning the Euros 2-1 against Germany congratulations to them yeah absolutely uh, Paul you know, I watched it um Last night, I enjoy the the women's football. My youngest daughter um, plays, so yeah, really thrilled for them. Um, you know, and well deserved. And seeing their celebrations at the end, a lot of pressure on them as well. Being the host uh, nation, you know, won their semi final convincingly against Sweden, taking it to extra time last night. Eighty seven thousand, Paul, brilliant. You know, you can understand why the fever really gripped everybody down south. Great 
for young girls, women, anybody want to get involved in sport, uh, brilliant. And um, I was I was really really chuffed for them, you know. And, and I like the the manager uh, Fiegman as well. She's yeah. very humble. She knows her stuff. She only took over ten months ago what she's managed to to achieve. But I tell you, what a party they would have had in that right. hotel last night. It must have been brilliant. Barry, we're just smiling because we're watching the celebrations there. As the, could you ever imagine Walter how he would have reacted <laughs> <laughs> if the goalie had got up on uh, top of the desk there, <laughs> dancing in front of the manager? But well done. Yeah, I've watched quite a few of the games. Um, down south and it, it was great to see the level of, level of crowds that were in watching um, the women's football because uh, I've been hearing a lot of them talk about down there they don't get supported very well and it's pretty similar up here um, but I thought the support that the English team got was magnificent and um, they were running out of gas I thought they were going to struggle an extra time I've been honest with you Both the first teams. 15 minutes yeah. but then um, they get that, that second wind in the second um, 15 and, and they, they got the goal look they're role models now yeah. and women's football's growing every single year um, and one thing that stood out to me when I was watching them they had a number 4 Kira Walsh I don't know if you've mm. seen her a few times she was yeah. a standout player for yeah. me brilliant wee technician in the middle of the pitch just sat in front of the the, the two centre half she was the one when I watched England it's normally the goal scorers get man of the match or whatever but she was a standout she plays at Man City um, so no, listen women's football's growing and hopefully they'll get more back now mm. um, certainly up here as well because you see Rangers and Celtic I think Hibs have went full time Hearts uh, as well there, there's a, quite a few full time teams so it's brilliant to see um I'm eventually getting the, the credit they deserve. Because that is the question for us, for Scotland, yeah. that we want to do better. I mean, I see the winning, uh, the England girls are going to share, they're going to get 50-odd grand each, Mark. And I know, yeah, hopefully we'll speak with Leanne Crichton later um, in the week in the programme. But there isn't the money in the game in Scotland. The standard, Barry, you were impressed by some of them. I mean, look at Spain, yeah, the way they played, played so well. I, I yeah. don't know uh -huh. who's watched the game. It's number four, yep. Kira so Walsh. Nice. Central midfielder, could handle the ball, yep. takes the ball out even if there's somebody round about her, um, had an eye for a pass, played it simple, but also had that that um, switchy play. So she was she was the one that stood out for me. And Mark, for your daughter, for example, then, what's her reaction to no, that? She, she loved it. And I remember, you know, 2019 with Scotland and the, the World Cup, you know, the buzz about there, the go-away game um, at Hamden Park, maybe Jamaica, I think they played. We went along to it um, to cheer, um, you know, uh, Shelley Cairn, the players, yep on before they left and then you know seeing it up against Argentina and we, and we blew it you know we should have got we should have got through uh, you then look at something like Caroline Weir who's playing for Real Madrid you know yeah. you've got a Scottish player that's playing for Real Madrid after a great career down south with we, we Liverpool and Man City but we're, we're kind of the same up here with our men's game as we have with the women's Paul now we, you look at our men's game it's good compare it to down south it's night and day in terms of investment the spend etc etc the women's game the same that said, I think we could and should be doing better. You know, our authorities, our investment, um, the media interest, you know, all sorts of things I, I think we can do um, better. And, you know, there was a chance to really kick on after 2019 mm. and it's never happened. It's kind of gone a wee bit stale, mm. a wee bit flat. But that said, you look at where, if we're just talking about Scotland, not taking into account England winning the, the Euros yesterday, um, look at where our women's game was. I know, Paul, even just five or six years ago when my eldest daughter was playing mm -hmm. and now it's my, my it's night and day already so I'm trying to be positive and think mm -hmm. five years from now mm -hmm. if, if I wind forward to 2026-27 hopefully we're going to be uh, right up there but 
We need to keep it going. We need to keep the interest see, in the public domain. See the only issue I've got when the national team plays, I don't really know when they're playing. I don't think there's enough... Marketing? Yeah, I put out in the media, Scotland are playing at Hamden, or Scotland are playing somewhere. Yeah, I don't think you see enough of that. And listen, it's growing. And if I, I'm down the park, I mean, down the Palace grounds, yeah. normally it was all guys, uh, young but, kids, uh, young boys, sorry, playing. Now you're starting to see yeah. the girls um, all playing. And, and it's brilliant to see, because listen, we all like, we love our football. I watch any football. Of course, yeah. And we've all got kids and it's great to see them playing and getting the chance. So here on Go Radio, we will, you know, we'll, we'll promote it and we'll encourage people to get to the games because you're right, they're not well enough publicised. Yep. Um, and I know the English FA take a lot of credit for what they did down south. But they really pushed this they, and helped with the clubs as well. They did, they put, I think, you know, off the top of my head, I think like Barclays recently get involved uh, with England's win football. And I think they're putting about two million quid a year. We, we're no, we're getting much more than that for our men's game. But we underperform. Yep, we yep. do. There's nothing wrong with that and great on Bartley's and women's football down the road for really putting pressure on, on people. No, you need to get involved. Let's get involved. You know, Don't just do it as a box ticking exercise. Do it and get involved properly. Get into the heart of it and that's what we need to do up here. But we've got mediocrity at the top in a lot of Scottish football. We have. Yep, it's we not have. great. No, They're not bad Paul. people. No. It's not good enough. Yeah, should be better. But fair it's play not. to the teams that have went full time. Yep. The, the clubs are actually banking the women's right. team and, yeah. and going full in a full time environment and, and trying to be as professional as possible that's what you want to see at least it started I agree with Mark five years ago wasn't it good enough it's getting better but I still think there's a lot of improvement and well done Glasgow City over the years who've flown yeah. the I mean, flag part time I know exactly time. Yeah. and Rangers winning it just this last season mm -hmm. but that's the first time they've won yeah. what 11-12 in a row and they carried it on their own but they've been great Glasgow City they, they yeah. are one of the, Champions the flag they, yeah. Well. Yeah. They, they have been great for the, the women's game Okay, back to the uh, European scene for Rangers in action tomorrow. So they trained today. Let's get the injury update ahead of training today from GVB. We had training yesterday. Um, Robbie trained with the team. Beatfun trained with the team. We have to train still uh, another session uh, in a couple of hours, but uh, still have some players uh, injury doubt. So, um, you know, we have to see who's fit. I think Robbie and, and Reedfund can travel uh, with us this afternoon. Let's hear his take then on Union SG, the Belgian side that none of us heard or knew that much about them until the draw. You know, I, of course, I've seen uh, Union also last year. As you said, fairy tale. I think amazing, amazing year promoting from uh, the, the the first league into the, the the main league, and then you know pushing for the title. It's like it's it's amazing story and. Uh, I have a very uh, lot of respect for for the players, the coach. You can see a clear style of playing, and uh, I, I know in Europe, you know, the um, the name Union will not sound really familiar for most people. But if you look the way they play, uh, it's I think they they deserve to be in Champions League contention to go into the group stage. So. One of the headlines today was that uh, one of their players, Christian Burgess, saying uh, Rangers could um, rue the fact that they've lost Aribo and Bassi for Europe, who were such a big part of the, the, the run to Seville. Is that worrying you, Barry? No, no with the business that, that mm. Gio's done straight after it. Um, it would worry me if um, three weeks ago, I'm thinking to myself, yeah. what's going on in there? there there's no many signings. Um, then obviously Aribo and, and Bassi go, but one thing... I've always said Gio would have a plan that these players had a real good chance of going and then he acted very, very quickly. Um, look, am I disappointed they've went? Yep, they were big players for Rangers. No doubt about it. 
Um, but Rangers couldn't knock back the, the kind of offers. I mean, ten million after Aribo plays a certain amount of games for Southampton, twenty-two, twenty-three million pound for for Bassi, who cost two hundred thirty grand a couple of years ago. It's a brilliant piece of business. But also, I like the business that 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 Gio's done. And in terms of Union SG, you hear him there. He knows it's going to be a tough one. Um, so Rangers really need to be on it and make sure. They, they put a performance and at least come back and be in the tie Mark it was some European journey for Rangers last season what are your thoughts ahead of this one I'm, I'm, I'm you know without knowing overly much about Union SG to, to, to be honest um, Paul and I think for a lot of clubs at this stage of the season it's a wee bit of the unknown but certainly what Rangers achieved um, over a number of years but particularly in the, in the final six months um, under Giovanni it's got to give them confidence they will have learned or at least they should have learned from last season um, you know, because they, they lost. And, you know, to be honest, unfortunately, our clubs don't have a great track record in European qualifiers. When you look at Celtic, two out of seven. You look at Rangers, no beating 10 men in Malmo last season. Okay, you want to bring Motherwell into, into the equation, losing to Sligo. So you can't take it for granted. And Giovanni will know the Belgian football because it's, you know, neighbours are, are Holland. He'll, he'll be well uh, versed on them. But, yeah, they're not a household name, Union SG, but that doesn't matter when you go onto the pitch. Barry will know if, if Rangers are not on it, Paul, over 180 minutes, they will be punished. Likewise, if Union are not on it, Rangers will punish them. So this isn't a gimme by any stretch of the uh, imagination. I remember this time last year, a lot of Rangers fans coming on this show taking Malmo as a gimme. It wasn't. You've got to be right on it. And if they're not, they'll not get through. Yep, they, they, they've watched plenty of games on them. Um, and look, you just need to look at the Belgium League, who they finished above, Bruges, Anderlecht, yeah. teams like that, like well-known teams. So, you know you're coming up against the unknown, but look, you know you're coming up against guys who are, are technically uh, gifted. Um, and it's going to be a tough one for Rangers, so I have no doubt, I know, I know the way that Gio will uh, prepare for the game. The guys will know every single bit about them, every single player in their team. And... I expect Rangers to come back with at least something. Ryan Kent hasn't travelled, Mark. That's the latest news. But they're saying that Ben Davies could make his debut and so could Redvan Yilmaz. Yeah, I mean, so good options. Uh, Matondo as well. Sounds like he's going to be available. Rabi. Yeah, yeah. What, what an asset he could be, you know, even for the last 20 minutes if they need yeah. to bring him off the bench uh, with his pace. So, um, no, I think, you know, I'm not overly concerned with Ryan Kent not being available. It'd be better if he was available. Um, but no I'm not um, concerned about it. I think Rangers can still go and get a, a result if you're needing to go and win the game then yeah Ryan Kent have him there but this is more about not losing the game tomorrow night Paul and I think that'll be one of the, the emphasis on defending properly really being tight being cohesive plenty of communication and then hitting the counter-attack if you if you need to Barry I haven't asked you yet about one of those signings Rabi Matondo <laughs> what do you make of him? Um, I, again I mean I I was impressed when he came on against West Ham. I mean, there was a lot made about his pace and he, he certainly showed um, on that night that um, he had amazing pace, but also he had real good quality on the ball. Um, and again, he's come through the system at Man City. He's went over to the Bundesliga, which is a, a tough league to, to Schalke. So, but the early signs are, look, I, I, I'm impressed. There's no doubt about it. Pace in the modern game. You, you need it. You know what I mean? He's, at times it can be a brilliant outlet. Um, and he's only young. He's still got a... He's one of the ones I think Gio's looking th thought, right, I can develop him, yeah. him and he'd be an even better player. So, again, he's another one that might need a bit of patience. But over time, 
Um, I like to look him. Mark Antonio Cholak. Mm. So you mentioned Marmo, he was on loan and yeah. he did the damage against yeah. Rangers. Yeah. Um, decent start on Saturday. Yeah, I, I, as I said, Paul, yeah. Yeah, that's just something about I like the, the look of him. You know, and already I would, you know, comfortably say at 1.8 million all day long. You know, it looks like a really good piece um, of business. They had to get somebody in because they, they knew very early on that Morelos and Roof weren't going to be available. So, you know, he's given Rangers a good option um, right away. Very unfortunate not to get off the mark uh, on Saturday and another day that, that goal was given, albeit so tight. It's hard yeah. to criticise the officials yeah. when it's so tight. I mean, you mean you're, 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 you're talking two inches, yeah. you know, either way. So, um, but anyway, uh, I, I I can see him, you know, with, with good service, um, getting a number of goals um, for Rangers this season. That, that's the thing. I was just about to say it, and Mark, Mark's mentioned the word there service seeing the first half he was getting a bit frustrated because Rangers were getting the areas they were turning back playing it back and I could see him then he came alive because Rangers started pummeling Livy's box a few times and that's what he is he's similar to like kind of Gio Marcus mm -hmm. he, he likes that rough and tumble he's wanting balls into the box where he can go and attack go and attack yeah. and he showed that with his, with, with his goal um, but I think he's the type of player that needs delivery the wide area. Yep. The changes worked for the manager. Changed a little bit, you know, personnel in the second half with, with, with three players behind Antonio for getting more bodies in the box. And, uh, you know, I think the, the subs today, uh, you know, give the, the right energy at, uh, at the right moments, which is, uh, which helped us uh, in the second half in creating a lot of chances. Really happy with the, with the win. Just as you said in the goals. I think we scored some great goals. So uh, really happy with uh, with the goals from Taff. Uh, Scotty who came on and, and scored a, you know, um, a vital equalizers. I mean, second half we didn't play well. We conceded the first goal very, very easy. But in the second half we saw uh, the team I like to see and creating chances and dominating dominating the game. I tell you, the big two managers love to give us the names, don't they? You know, they... Uh, Ange Postacoglu does that as well so Tav and Scotty what did you get all the time when you were playing apart from captain or whatever Skipper what did they, what did the manager Morning say face, <laughs> <laughs> and that was just the missus saying that <laughs> Mark sorry yeah. I said we money get for you <laughs> right <laughs> any big surprise for you at the weekend in the Premiership no I, to be fair I, I thought um, Hearts would, would beat Ross County albeit I thought it would have been tight Kilmarnock and Dun United I would have probably said a draw St Johnson Hibs I thought that would have been a, mm -hmm. a draw a nil-nil uh, yeah <laughs> I'm sure he'll, he'll be um, he'll be disappointed losing a goal at the last couple of minutes uh, but I know we Four touched that a number of times last season and I'll do it again I don't want to do it the first weekend of the season go. but the standard of refereeing again you, you analyse you and Anderson's performance St Johnson against Hibernian absolutely nowhere near it but there's I've just seen a guy lose his job on Friday night. Yeah. There's livelihoods yeah. on the line. And it's not just about the it's not just about the tackle from Kabara on McGowan. Mm -hmm. Rocky Bashira, forearm smash. Yeah. In the middle of the I pitch. I saw that in the yeah. Mm -hmm. Standard of refereeing yep. got to be mm -hmm. so much better. But the two contentious, the most contentious ones, you know, so St. Johnson had Murray Davidson sent off. Mm. The hips. It should either have been two yellows or two reds. Yeah, and, and I think that was Callum Davidson's point, you know, yep. just Consistency. Now you, you and Anderson has gone in the take of the fourth official for Murray Davison's red card, which is fine. I, I don't mind you looking for a bit of guidance if you think your fourth official's got a better view. Because you watch him, he's originally saying yellow, 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 then he produces the red on the, 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 the guidance of the fourth official. But when you watch the tackle um, from Cabraha on Ryan McGowan, how you don't give a red card for that? And I don't know what you see players get sent off, no. Paul, but how you don't give a red card for that? 
is absolutely beyond me. I mean, it really is. And then the forearm smash. There's four officials. That, that's the, the thing that will get the, the managers. It's consistency. You want to see level of consistency and you want to see the, the standard um, be a bit better. Oh, you've seen our old referee Bobby Madden going down and get a right. bit of pelt. I, I thought yeah. he was spot on. Uh, yeah. yeah. Should Livy had a second goal? You were at the I, match. I can see why. Uh, do you know what? There's nothing much in it, but you right. see the, the Livy's players slightly and obviously Connor Golson's uh, move forward. Yeah. But that happens um, all the time, doesn't it? You know, yeah, in, in the box. Uh, but that's the way football's becoming. Yeah. It's a contact sport at yeah. times, you know what I mean? It's it's one of the ones where he's it's a, a slight push, if I'm being honest with you, in the back. You, you've got to be stronger there. More coming next. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Go, 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 go. <laughs> go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Barry Ferguson back from uh, a wee bit of sunshine there, Barry. You enjoy Few, just a few days away. Yeah, yeah it was it's yeah. nice um, to get a oh, look. I'm making up oh. with, with the COVID situation. I think a lot of people are they're taking the opportunity to get away and get a bit of sun on your back. But now I'm back. My season started. I'm yeah. ready to go. I'm buzzing. I'm, I'm looking forward to it because I enjoyed. <laughs> Not <laughs> saying where you've you been. Can't help yourself. No, can I know. You? Can't say where <laughs> you've been. <laughs> Did you pop in and see <laughs> nephew Lewis? Is it maybe too soon? Yeah. No, it's too soon. But listen, he, what, fair play. I'm. I'm I love seeing people, you don't really see a lot of young players for Scotland go abroad. Yeah. The first one was obviously Hickey, he's went across to Bologna. Yep. And look what's happened to him, he's matured into a, a fine player, he's got his move down to Brentford for 17 million and Doig and, and Lewis now um, away across and, and look, I think for his development, I think it will be brilliant. It's a, 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 a tough, you must be tough so league. proud of him Barry, to see your, your nephew, see Derek's boy, you've watched him as a kid. Up to go and yeah, well, he's just he, about he to go and play in Serie A you know what I mean Smart. I remember as a, a kid at Hamill Nackies mm. he's now going to play in the Serie A it's, it's brilliant well he's had a few knocks like, like my son as well but in terms of Lewis we're talking about Lewis Lewis got knocked back for Rangers mm. obviously got let go Hamill Nackies took the opportunity they developed him really well he got his move to Aberdeen and he's just grew he's grown an international player but I do think this summer was the right time I would have probably said last summer he should have went. Obviously, they couldn't they sort the deal out mm. with, with Watford. But is it not brilliant to see young players go into different leagues, and especially Serie A? Mm. Tough, tough league. Massive teams. They pride themselves on defending. They pride themselves on how fit they are. It's tactical as well. And I just think for for Lewis as a, a footballer, I think he'll come back a much better player. You'll be learning Italian and you love the Italian food, Barry, don't you? <laughs> yep. yep, can you not tell? Yeah. <laughs> Fit as a fiddle. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700 footballs back. Mark, isn't it brilliant? We're back down to the yeah. real thing now because ah. although it's only August the 1st, you know, all this transfer speculation, yeah, the window's got 31 uh, days to go, cool. but it was time to get back into the leagues. Yeah, yeah it was. Re really enjoying it, Paul. You know, good opening uh, we can not really any major surprises. Our manager's lost his job. It was a breaking story here um, on Friday night. We've got Rangers into a you know thirty five million quid the Champions League qualifier tomorrow night. I've got Dundee United at home to AZ Altmar on Thursday night in the European competition. So there's a there's a lot to like. You know the next five six weeks we're into the middle of September before we have the first international break, and by that point we'll have a real shape of the league. Paul because we've eight games played, including Celtic Rangers at Parkhead on September the third. 
So you'll see him over, over a bit of a shape to the bottom of the table in terms of who might be getting uh, cut adrift and really going to be up against it. So we'll, we'll quickly uh, be right into it. But I absolutely delighted it was back. I was really looking forward um, to, to the weekend. And then this weekend coming up as well, some really good fixtures. That's right. Ross County against Celtic Rangers at home to Kilmarnock. I'm also going to ask you who you think will come up from the Championship or who's going to be the, mm. the champions of... The championship. I'll ask you that during the programme. Barry, who do you think? We hate to say this one, but who do you think is going to go down at the end of this season? I think it's going to be between three. Mm-hmm. The Saints? Yep, St Mern, Muddle um, and St John's. I think Ross County will have enough. Um, Livingston, you know what you're coming up against. I mean, I, I watched them in the flesh and I, to be honest with you, I was impressed with Livingston. I know they never had a lot of the ball or whatever, but I thought their shape was really solid and, and compact and as we spoke about right at the start of the show I've got a proper danger man up front mm-hmm. to keep him fit he's going to cause defenders problems he looks like problems. Yeah. and yeah. they're always a strong team aren't they they are and you can tell as well they've, they've lost Alan Forrest you know yeah. arguably yeah. The, 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 you know, the most creative talent um, in the team and yet they still you know managed to, to, to make a go of it um, on Saturday so yeah I, I think Livy will be fine as, as well but you know potentially Paul is kind of Six teams that you might, you know, be able to throw a blanket over, you know, even. But you've got Kilmarnock, you've got Dell there, the experience of Dell. Um, I I think in terms of Kilmarnock, they'll just want to consolidate this season. I don't think they'll be looking too far in front of them. Just make sure we stay in the league. And I I think they will stay in the league, Kilmarnock, with the the managers they've got in in place and the experience that Dell's got um, in, in the game. Big test for them. On Saturday, coming to yeah, Ibrox. one that he yeah. relish. You know, I mean, he, he came. There was a few jobs I think people expected Dell to get. Mm-hmm. He never got them. He took a chance to go down to the Championship. Fair play. At times, was it was it great to watch? It probably wasn't. But look, he done the job and got them promoted into the back into the Premier League, where Kilmarnock should be. Let, let's be honest, Kilmarnock are a, a they are a, a decent sized club. Kilmarnock. It's For a sure. place I always enjoy going down to play. Yeah. Um, when it was the proper pitch when it was the real thing yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it wasn't the, the, the plastic it was always a tough place to it's go but I just stadium, think isn't it? yeah it's a yeah. brilliant place yeah. to yeah. play great atmosphere on Brilliant Saturday there as well against yeah. United and and a good crowd yeah so that's what's yeah but but crowd yep. yeah atmosphere I mean I think Derek will, will be will be fine I think he's probably still looking to bring in one or two look at their squad I'm yeah, thinking still a bit still short, a bit short mm-hmm. I think but I think he'll just be looking Paul to get the next two weekends at the road go to Ibrox and then Celtic coming to Rugby Park Horrible back-to-back fixtures, so he'll just be looking to get them out the road if he can. If he could nick a point at a six, I'm sure he'd be delighted. All things considered, and then go on with the business of, you know, cutting up against your your St Mirrens, you know, your Motherwells, your St Johnsons, and see you know, what they can pick up from yeah. there. I, I'm looking forward to this. Honestly, I'm I'm excited yeah. about it. It's exciting to see if Rangers get in. Well, they need to get into the Champions League. Who are Celtic going to draw? In the Champions course, League, yeah. who are uh, Rangers going to draw if they get in the Champions League? Who's going to finish in the bottom six, the top six? I think it's going to be a. So obviously, nobody's going to get in front of Rangers or Celtic. I think Hearts for me are still the strongest third team. Um, it looks like I it doesn't. I think it's a, yeah. a fight for everybody else. Yeah, it does seem to be because last season, you know, Celtic and then Rangers just four points in it, then Hearts, and then it was the rest of the table. And as we saw with Motherwell, there wasn't much between any of them, was there? Ross no. County went on a good run, good, yeah. good, well done to them. Motherwell, what was that? Three wins in two thousand and twenty-two, Some, something like that. I and mean, you look at Ross County, horrendous yeah. start yeah. last season, and then they, they, you know, they looked like they were seriously going to get cut adrift 
and then he managed to get, to go on a, a good. I think Aberdeen will do really well this season, mm-hmm. Paul. Yeah. I think they'll be. I think they'll be fine. I think they could be comfortably in fourth. I, I said on Friday night, the two for me, Barry. I'm just not quite sure. Hibs and the United. That's the, the unknowns for me. How it's going to pan out for the both uh, clubs. I just look at who Jack Ross has brought. I mean, Jack Ross for me is a good manager, no doubt. Should never have been let go by, by Hibs. I look at the boy. Levitt. Levitt he's a player yeah. so he was Man United he, yeah, wasn't he listen he, yeah. well, what a grounding yeah. coming through at Man United so important for him to get him back up you've got Fletcher the experience of Fletcher up there he played well at the weekend yep um, and I still think he's looking to bring in um, Tony Watt there as well Tony Watt yeah. yep that, there's quite a there's, there's a lot of good players up there as well it's interesting to see how Hibs are going to do under Lee Johnson he's, do you worry about them? I, I watched them during the, the, the Premier Sports Cup um, Falkirk first half Falkirk deserved to, to win Hibs came out made a few changes he obviously wasn't happy made a, a, three changes at half time I think something like that and they were a lot better in the, the second half I went, then I watched them against Bonnie and I go ah, it's early doors still for, for Hibs he has made a lot of changes similarly with Jim's Jim's made I think 11 he's brought in 11 players yeah. he's, lot of, he's let a bit of experience go I just think these managers need a bit of time but you don't get time. You don't get time. Yeah, no. although I think it's he has steadied business. the ship. You saw uh, Hibs at the weekend. What did you think? And obviously, Aidan McGeady is out for eight yeah. weeks yeah. injured, I mean, and that's a loss. I mean, first of all, for Hibs, you look at the positives. They get a clean sheet. You know, David Marshall get in there, clean sheet, first competitive game. Uh, resilience and determination to keep going to stop each time, albeit they're a man, they're a man up, man advantage to, to go and get the winner. It was, it was a deflection, unfortunate for, for Cammy McPherson. So that's positives. Or Hibs, you know, going away from home, getting three points, opening day, you can't ask uh, for any more. Fortunate that they, that they kept 11 men on the pitch. Could argue they should have been down to nine. Um, but for Lee Johnson and his men, great Hibs support there on Saturday as well. Putting a really good behind. Always travel. Nah, they really got behind their, their team, encouraged them, and, and uh, helped to to drive them on. So, um, but no, still, still a lot of work. Um, to do uh, for Hibs for sure Did you see much of the captain the goalkeeper David Marshall Yes yeah a Great signing Yeah I saw yeah. David before it said hello known David since he was a kid Big Did he gentleman. ask you for a few tips Did he say oh, That's Mark Guidi <laughs> he's, uh, he's a He's been a top a top player for pushing 20 years now you think since he made his debut for Celtic against Barcelona at Parkhead um, Captain of Hibs great, great move by by Lee Johnson to do that and you look at, you know, if you look at a club like Hibs, one thing, you know, if any manager, whether it's Lee Johnson or anybody else coming out and they say, do you know what? I've got a goalie. <laughs> Priceless to have a goalie. Just you know, that, that, there's a headache gone. Mm-hmm. I don't, that's not a headache. I've got a guy there for the next three or four years. No problem as my as my first choice. So yeah, good piece of business. And also think as well by St. Johnson getting Remy Matthews in. Mm-hmm. Good piece of business too. He's a good yeah. goalkeeper. Ex-Hamilton. Yeah. 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 He was on loan there from Norwich. We remember him. So we mentioned Kilmarnock, Dundee United. They come up against each other this weekend, Barry, and it's unusual so early. Hibs against Hearts. The two keepers as well are the captains. So uh, Hearts will go in. It's at Easter Road, so Hibs will be delighted to get that win up in Perth. But uh, are Hearts your third team this season again? Yep, uh, if you're asking me. Um, yep, I, I, I think Hearts, um, again, the, the job that Robbie's done there, no surprise that Hearts have tied them up in long-term deals. And they get good back there as well. Um, Robbie's a good manager, he knows the game, made some astute signings this, this season. I still think he's, I read um, uh, an interview with him, he's still looking to add two or three players. So for me, at this moment in time, Hearts... Third place. See the crowd at the weekend was eighteen thousand yeah, at Tynecastle. It's brilliant, I'm, I'm, isn't it? Brilliant yeah. place to play football. 
Lauren Shanklin, he came close as well. Is he going to do well for them? Yeah, well, listen, he, he had a tough time over in Belgium. The, the team he went to uh, got relegated, but he scored a few goals. Look, he knows where the back of the net is, Lauren Shanklin. That's one thing. And, and you look at the players that Hearts have got, they've got guys who can create chances. So he would be expecting to, to score a few goals at Hearts this season. I think it's a, another good bit of business. Um, Liam Boyce, he's a player, yeah, he's yeah, on yeah. form. Right. Right. Northern he, he, Ireland, yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. a proper double player. figures, no bother, uh, won't he? Barry yeah. Mackay, mm. again, he's a match winner. Uh, they've got good workers in the middle of the park. Um, and look, we all know how good the goalkeeper is. For sure. It's going to be some battle this weekend so early. Oh, it'll be yeah. a cracker, you yeah. know. Um, you know, Ron Gordon's comments uh, a week or so ago, you know, having you know, a, a sort of pop at the, the, the SPFL for it. He should be welcoming yeah. that. I don't know if it was a deflective tactic because of the administration error with the registration of the player, but nonetheless, he should be welcoming oh, yeah. the, the Edinburgh mm-hmm. derby. Um, ask your players. See, see, see well, if you well, ask the Hibs players and the Hibs players. Live, live on Sky, bring yeah. it on. Yeah. They'll be absolutely... absolutely. They'll be buzzing. Well, they'll be nearly buzzing. It's Edinburgh. You know, <laughs> <laughs> buzzing's too... Don <laughs> Gordon says, you go yeah. and ask the Hibs players or the Hearts players. They, they can't yeah. wait for this weekend. Yeah. The cravat festival, because of course we've got the you know the the fringe will be on the same. Edinburgh fringe is going to be on as well. So at the same right. time, but oh, the place will be buzzing. Oh, it will be capacity crowd. Um, yeah. You know, Hibs. You know, being at home, wanting to go off to a start. You know, yeah. the rivalry through there. Paul, you know, Hibs will be hurting. Yeah. But Hearts having such a good season. Hearts will be going there, wanting to spoil the party. Robbie Nielsen, they look in a really good place. Hearts is a football club. The stability there on and off the part is what Hibs are, are striving for to reach and you look at Robbie getting that contract as as uh, as Barry said with, with, with Lee McCullough and Gordon Forrest's backroom staff only three managers Paul in the, in the 12 clubs two years or more service is Callum right? Davison's the longest serving yeah. just ahead of Robbie Nielsen mm-hmm. and uh, Davey Martindale nine other clubs so I think we used to look down the road at maybe the English Championship English League 1 and we'd say you're lucky if you get 18 months we used to say that, that's really unfair but we're now the same Paul if you're not cracking it inside 18 months you're out of job first guy went before the ball was kicked in the league so it's we always when Barry knows he's been at he's been at the sharp end for 5 or 6 years at, at a manager there's no hiding place for him it's a horrible Horrible business and I have so much sympathy for the manager. It's so unfair that's on them. a great point though. Barry, is there a danger of a domino effect in the yeah, Premiership? Yeah, that's what you worry. They got mm. off to a bad start, two or three defeats at the start of the season um, and then they're out of job. I, I, I feel for them and it's a lonely place yeah. at times for these managers. Um, I know they've got their support in terms of their, their assistance but I don't, I, don't, I don't think they get enough support outside. Yeah. They don't. They absolutely don't. Yep. I, I think there's something needs to be looked at that in terms of managers losing their jobs. Bear in mind, people need to remember they're only human. Of course. And you give it, it's 24 hours a day, you isn't don't it? Tell me they don't go out and try their best oh. and give it everything. Yep. They do. When you came in here when you were running Kelty Hearts and then at Alloa, your phone was going all the time. You'd maybe have other managers. Yeah, well, you imagine somebody in the full, a full yeah. time capacity. Mm. I was 24 7. I think it'll be two or three times worse mm-hmm. than that for these Premier League managers um, and championship managers and look it's a cutthroat business I, I, I just it's not a nice it's not a nice place to be at, at times and I feel for the managers that um, they don't get enough time um, what you want is you want a solid board who are going to back you and get behind you going on Callum Davison that we just mentioned look at the season he had before last double winner struggled last year 
I thought it was brilliant that St Johnson kept with him. Mm -hmm. Gave him the opportunity and he'd done what he had to do and that was keep him up. Then you look at what's happened at Hibs, Jack Ross. Yep, I think they only won four points out of 27 but look what he'd done the yeah, previous right. two years sure, to yeah. that. Ten yeah. days away for your cup final. Yeah, ten course, days away for your yeah. cup final. The, Give him the opportunity because yeah. he deserved that opportunity. Mm. Um, and it was, it was um, ridiculous what happened to him. But now... Hibs loss, I think it's done United's gain. Mm -hmm. Do you think social media plays a big part as well? I mean, look at it Graham is. Alexander. What Paul, Paul they do and what they do now, clubs, and I, I, can, I can cite plenty of examples the past couple of years, but clubs will possibly deliberately leak who they're thinking about making the manager to gauge the reaction on social media. And I know, in, our, in our top yeah. flight, mm -hmm. um, if they're unsure about a reaction, um, they'll leak it to gauge it and I know guys who have missed out on jobs at our top flight clubs because of the reaction on social media to the possibility of of, of, of an appointment but then that takes a strong owner mm -hmm. or a strong board and saying no, this is who exactly. we want we're going exactly. with him look at Ross listen. County with Malky McKay yep, he gets stick but Roy McGregor no that's the man I want yep. don't care about the baggies he's apologised he's you know sure. let him go on and look at Malky Managed to do. I'm going to ask you more about that okay, next. Robbie, uh, quick, Robbie yeah, Nielsen. Yeah, of course. Well, he won the championship. Yeah. He was getting a bit of a tough time. Rural Rangers. Yep. And look what he'd done last year. And what? I thought Hearts were, were fantastic at times last year. Who's going to be the top scorer this season as well? That's coming next. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Well, in the first hour, we were telling you about Conor Goldson. He slammed the criticism of John Souter at the weekend and said he is an unbelievable signing and a, a free signing for Rangers. Barry absolutely agrees. And Postacoglu has got people talking in the first hour, demanding a higher standard from his Celtic players. You know, you can be patient, but, you know, if the chances are there, you take them as well, you know, and, and then the game changes. So, and I thought they were good chances. And I thought we were a bit wasteful at times with our decision-making in front of goal and... Um, you know, it's an area. Obviously, we know we score goals. We've got goal scorers, you know, right throughout the team. But I just felt today we just lacked a little bit of, you know, decisiveness in front of the goal. Barry, you like that straight talking from the manager? Yeah, listen, that just for me. You mentioned the word there, standards. He's not going to let standards drop. Look, it was a a decent enough performance by Celtic, a two 0 win at the start of the season. But um, he's not happy. He wants more, and it's the guys that you want to play under. I, I, that's that's him demanding and saying that he wants even better and that's when football clubs have managers like that that's clubs that tend to be successful um, and I think Gio's a wee bit like that have you listened to Gio the, two of them have you listened to two of them interview and I think they're very straight yeah, and honest and I like that and Gio was the same the Livingston game first half wasn't happy he's changed it they were better in the second half but he wants more well, in the end, uh, of course, really happy with uh, with the points. The start of the game wasn't uh, wasn't good from our side. You know, we didn't look sharp with the goal against us, so that um, you know took us out of the game. We didn't play our normal game the first half, especially when we had the ball, not taking the right position, not attacking the right zones in the right moments. And um, second half, we did much better and uh, created a lot of chances to score. Uh, in the end, happy with, uh, with the two goals we scored because it means we have uh, three final points uh, first game of the season. And crucial to start for both of them, Mark. Business as usual. Ah, yeah. 
you just want to win Paul just yeah. in, the, in the opening day just win no picking up any injuries or anything like that so you get your three points on the board and you pick up momentum your, your play will get better you know what what it'll be for Ange Postecoglou will be yeah it's good that they don't have the, the, the anxiety and the pressure of Champions League qualifiers but what he'll also maybe be just kind of niggling them up possibly a wee bit is that they're only going week to week one competitive game a week whereas Rangers yes there's a, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a pressure of trying to deliver Champions League football but they're getting on their toes they're having to try and peak quicker in order to get what they, what, what they desire so they're going you know Saturday, Tuesday or whatever yep. Saturday, Wednesday so there's got to be an advantage in that I would imagine Barry and Kib- yes you've got the pressure trying to get to the Champions League but it's got to also be a, a benefit of trying to get up to speed as quickly as possible yeah, look, it's great for Celtic getting straight in but as a footballer and I'm sure if you ask Posta Coglu this he would rather be playing Saturday, Tuesday or Saturday, Wednesday right away and I, I, look, I agree with Mark 100% it gets you up to speed quicker yep Rangers are under a bit of pressure but you've got to deal with that sort of pressure you're at a big club um, so that, that I think Gio will be more than happy with that uh, as I said they've done all their pre-season they've done all their fitness work it's about getting match sharp and Rangers need to get match, match sharp quicker who do you think are going to be the top scorers this season? Last year was unusual, wasn't it? It was Kyogo yeah. was out in front and then yeah. injury and he ended up with 12 yeah. goals. Yeah, Charles Cook at Ross yep. County. Now um, gone, of course. Yeah, yep. came from the, the shadows. Well, I mean, And Morelos, of course, was yeah, out then got, as well. You've got Morelos, yeah. you've got Cholak, you've got Kyogo, you've got Jack Amakis. Um, you know, you could have Tom Launch, you could have Jota get into the mix. You've got Shankland at, uh, at Hearts, you've got Stephen Fletcher at the don't know. You know there'll, there'll be a there'll be a spread, but you you know I think probably what maybe we we both teams with Celtic and Rangers as I can see. I think maybe we spoke about it last week because you don't have twin strikers. It's so much more difficult for a lone striker. The thirty goal a season man doesn't seem to be there anymore because you're you're getting subbed as well to to be rested. Look at Kyogo yesterday coming off to let Jackie Marcus go on. So therefore you're looking for a spread. So you're looking for a, a Tillman or a Matondo or a Kent to chip in with 10, 11, 12 goals as well as Cholak and Morelis. You're looking for a Bada and a Riley and Jota to chip in with 10, 11, 12 goals to supplement Kyogo um, and uh, and Jackie Marcus. So it's almost like the most important guys are the kind of the backup ones, what like their numbers are going to be. But the amount of possession and the amount of chances that both Rangers and Celtic create, you would fully expect a Rangers or Celtic player to be be top of that charts I'd be absolute shocked if it's not one of the main strikers which Ross County I mean that surprised so many people Charles yeah he he was uh, Charles Cook was very good last year he's um, again he's one of the ones where didn't know too much about him watched him quite a bit and um, he could play through the middle he could play in the wide areas um, and he's one that again sometimes you're surprised that nobody takes I a, wee, to, uh-huh. a wee nip on you know what I mean because yep. he, he, he knew where the back of the net it was he had pace he had decent ability as well so when you see somebody like that leaving you're a wee bit disappointed mm-hmm. as well and look at season before the numbers of James Tavernier many yeah. of them from the spot but not all of them look at the free kick the other day mm-hmm. who's going to be the Celtic free kick uh, the penalty kick Taker this season is it Juranovic? Um, ah, yeah, yeah, I forgot Juranovic so he... um, takes him. I don't know because for Rangers it's Tavernier, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, Tavernier yeah. all day long. Although he did switch, didn't he? Who took over for, for a couple? I can't remember who it was, but I think Tavernier missed a couple. And eventually, somebody else 
um, took the ball. I don't know if it was Kent or Morelos. Morelos, or was it, I think. Or was it Morelos? Yeah. Um, but, uh, good question, Paul. Is it Callum McGregor? Is it Kyogo? Is it Jota? Mm. You'd imagine any of them would be would become O'Reilly going grabbing the ball and, mm. and getting on with it. But Juranovic appears to be the, the man in possession. Barry, for Celtic, who do you think it will be? Probably Juranovic yeah, strikes the ball so well. He does and again, impressed yesterday. Mm. You can see why there's interest in him. Um, he's, a, he's a quality player and I, I don't... Correct me if I'm wrong here, was it £2 million? Right. Just over. Just yep. over. Yep. That's a snap. I, I, think, I think he's a high quality fullback, Juranovic. Is there a worry for Celtic fans seeing there that James Madison there's an offer of £50 million in from Newcastle? I would be yeah. worried because obviously Leicester are a team that's been um, linked with him and I can see why they're linked with him because he is a, a player again he's one of these ones for the lower leagues England you don't know much about he comes up for MK Dons but he, he's got everything in a locker he, he's got brilliant technical ability he's a good size as well for a midfielder mm-hmm. He can hold them, he's strong and he's he's a left pegger. Mark, that's from the Rangers legend. Celtic fans will be saying, come on, cut us some I, I slack would, I would be astounded they couldn't if Matt sell O'Reilly so No, and I don't I mean, look, you know, at the end of the day, the ball's in Celtic's court because he's under contract. Yeah? And we know players are very powerful now. I don't see Matt O'Reilly being the type of guy itching to get away. A year down the line, I maybe it can make sense, you know, if, if it's, you know, whatever it is, if it's silly numbers. But right now, I think it sends out the wrong message, particularly when you've let Rogic go. Yeah. So you, you keep O'Reilly, you resist any kind of bid, if there is indeed going to be any kind of bid. But it certainly looks as though um, James Madison's going to go to Newcastle. That just strikes me, Barry's a deal, it's just going to happen. Might end up at 55, 58 million, but it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of Celtic selling O'Reilly, I can't see that happening. Not, I think not he's, just now. I, I think he's one of... I wouldn't say the first name in the team sheet, but I think he'll be a certain starter for, for Celtic this year, O'Reilly. Class act. This time last year, Calvin Bassey, we knew about him, we didn't know that much. He was the outstanding success for Rangers. Who at Rangers? Are we going to see Alec Lowry, for example, getting enough games this year? Or is there somebody, is it on loan, Tillman will be? I'm just give us give us a name, Barrett. You think at the end of the season, because you've said you think Rangers are going to pip it, they will regain the title. Who's going to be the name on the lips of the Rangers fans? There's, I mean, I said everybody talks about the signings who have cost money, but for me, Tom Lawrence is the, the, the player. I mean, again, a, a great ground that Man U went to Leicester. I think Derby paid something like four or five million pounds for him. And obviously, Derby were the team that everybody was looking at last year because of Wayne Rooney, because of the point deduction. They nearly had the great escape. But when I watched Derby County, he was obviously the leader, he was the captain. He was the one that stood out um, and I think it's a brilliant piece of business but Rangers. I think he could be the one. Mm. What I like about him, he can play anywhere on the three but I like him in the ten but then Tillman comes on and plays <laughs> in that ten. Happy um, problem. Yeah, yeah. It is, but that's the problem you want at football clubs. You want that as a manager. You want to be, you want to have sleepless nights mm. thinking, right, who's my starting eleven? You don't want to be right, do you know what? There's the guaranteed starting eleven. Mm. You want competition for places and that's what Rangers and Celtic have got. Mark, at Rangers, who would you say for this coming season that you're thinking about, you're looking forward to watching them? Yeah, I, I, I said the other night, uh, Tillman was one, I was really, you know, Barry's given them a go and recommendation, having watched them in the flesh. On Saturday, I just thought, you look at his pedigree uh, from Bayern Munich. I would imagine 
that um, because he's American as well, plays for the national team, that, that Giovanni would have tapped into Claudio Reyna's knowledge of him as well, you know, just to get some extra uh, background. So Tillman's, uh, for me, looks like a guy that could really go and set uh, the place. Uh, I like, I always like players with pace. So Matondo is one thing, you know, if he can click it, uh, they can get there. But both squads looking brilliant. Paul. And for Celtic in the last uh, 90 seconds or so, who are you looking for? Kyogo uh, lit up Scotland the first part yeah, of last season. he did, but for me, yeah. I've, I've said it at the top of the show and I'll say it at the end of the show, I think uh, O'Reilly could emerge as Celtic's leading player and biggest asset in terms of market value over the next 12 months. Barry? Yeah, look, I would love to disagree with that, <laughs> but he's a player that uh, I have been very impressed by. No doubt about it. And you can see why Postacoglu's uh, let sorry, Rogic go. Um, and I, again, in spells yesterday, he looked apart, O'Reilly. Um, but again, there's so many players you could you could choose from, from both uh, Rangers and Celtic. Who's coming up automatically next season from the Championship? Who do you reckon it's going to be? Oh, Paul. Uh, Putting you on the spot. Dundee have just gone back down. I know. You, Inverness you came what, close. Patrick Thistle yeah, started Yeah, what well. a great result for yeah. Queen's Park up yeah. at uh, Inverness. A broth again, getting, getting yeah. a point away from home. I don't know. Don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll come back to that later in the week. Barry, have you got a feeling who's going to come up automatically? Oh. It's just a name we need. A name, yeah. I'm going to go... A different I'm going to say Queen's Park there you go right you go oh, wow Queen's Park back mm. to back more about that because yep. I think they'll go and strengthen again and Rangers tomorrow night good luck against Union SG we'll yeah but listen five. it'd be great to, to get a win but listen just make sure you're in the tie because listen bring them back to, to Ibrox and um, Rangers will convincingly win at Ibrox no doubt in my mind about that we'll do the big build up tomorrow night with Craig Moore and John Hartson Barry great to have you back Mark Cheers. as always a pleasure Enjoyed it. Coming up next, it's Jokal Day after the news at seven. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Service your existing car with us right now and it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes motability and fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December.